But I remember sitting on the couch and you were asking me these questions and I could not even get my mouth to open yeah. up to give you yeah. anything. And and you were like, okay, what's the first word? Yeah. And I couldn't get even a first word out. What's the first letter of the first yeah. word? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to start getting connected even if sharing your feelings feels impossible. Yeah, that's sometimes a big old honking wall in the way. Yeah. And it's hard to climb over it. Yes. But we have a ladder. We're we going to show people how to get over that wall and get emotionally connected. Yep. Ready? I am. Here we go. Here is an email somebody sent in to us. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, the woman okay. writing into us. So uh, I'd read it in a female voice, but that would be <laughs> weird. Patronizing. I struggle with shutting down and voicing my feelings or even being able to understand or think about them myself. My boyfriend says that he wants to understand me better and know what I'm thinking or feeling. But a lot of the time, I just can't bring myself to open up, especially when hurt or mad. How can I stop myself from shutting down? I know it only brings negativity to our relationship and confusion and anxiety to my boyfriend. She's um, incredibly self-aware. Yeah. Glad she's aware of that. That's yes. half the problem right there. Yeah. That's... Now fixing it's the easy part. Fixing it's the easy part? Yeah. Excellent. Because it goes back to what we were talking about last episode or the episode before, which is... <clears throat> Oh, you didn't know there's a quiz this morning. No, did you? <laughs> it's a little early for a quiz. The, your the, eyes just the got deer big. in the headlight look. <laughs> like, you want me to know what that is? The, I'm supposed to remember. How do you change? How do people oh, right. start to change? What's the one word we use all the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. This is going to be a really slow podcast. It's not even eight o'clock in the morning, and my wife's going, Do not throw me under the bus like this. You're, you're asking me questions before my brain's awake. <laughs> Sadly, people, I don't drink coffee. <coughs> Otherwise, I'd be like wide awake, I oh guess, my gosh, and be able to answer funny. all the questions. People change through experiences. Thank you. When people have been wounded experientially, they have to heal experientially. Yes. And so this woman here who is aware that she has a difficult time voicing her feelings, but she's already identified the underlying issue is she can't even identify her own feelings right. for herself. So it's not a matter of her being resistant to sharing feelings. I know what I'm feeling, but I just don't want to tell you. Right. Neener, neener, I have a secret. It is, I don't actually know. I'm not sure what I am feeling at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I I can completely and totally relate to that. I, yeah. I was just talking to someone recently about... Um, even before you and I were married, um, how difficult it was for me to share my mm -hmm. feelings, mm -hmm. share anything with you, whether whether it was just feelings that I was having yeah. or if we'd had a fight. And I can remember sitting on the couch in your parents' living room. Oh, this is so just, Do you, I think you know what I'm going to talk sure. about. And... I don't remember if we had had a fight or if I just had some things that I wasn't doing. I wasn't in a great spot and yeah. you were trying to help yeah. help me and yeah. you wanted me to share with you. And and it was I, I it was probably frustrating for you. I can't imagine it would have 
pay for me if that's how things were now. Anyway, getting to the point. Um, but I remember sitting on the couch and you were asking me these questions and I could not even get my mouth to open yeah. up to give you yeah. anything. And and you were like, okay, what's the first word? Yeah. And I couldn't get even a first word out. What's the first letter of the first yeah. word? And yeah. I'm so thankful that you didn't see those. Well, maybe you saw red flags and you just ignored them. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm thankful that you were patient with, patient with me. Yeah. I just had no... Abs- uh, first of all, I'm fairly certain, looking back now and understanding myself and knowing myself, I probably really truly didn't have actual words for what it was that right. I was feeling. Right. Um, if we had known then, you probably could have asked me, what are you feeling yeah. in your body? Yeah, that that I could have told you. I'm, my arms are tingly. My chest is tight. My teeth are gritted. Um, yeah. So maybe that's a good place for her to be able to Perfect. start Perfect. is to actually l- listen to her body mm-hmm. and be able to express what she's feeling in her body. Yeah. Physically, not emotionally. Yes, exactly. Because those are oftentimes observable and they typically don't have a value connected to it. A lot of times people struggle with sharing their feelings or their thoughts because it's either good or bad. Right. Uh, My feelings are good and it's safe for me to share these feelings or what I'm feeling is bad, embarrassing, vulnerable, whatever, whatever. And I don't want to share those things because I'll get in trouble or I'll get ostracized or I'll get teased or picked on or rejected or, and so right. we, we ascribe values to feelings, good and bad. Right. And we make the judgment in our head, which is if I, these feelings that I'm having are typically bad and therefore I don't want to put anything out there that's going to confirm what I'm already afraid of, which is right. I am bad right. or I am unlovable or I am going to be rejected. Right. It's that uh, fear of having the um, internal belief system confirmed externally by someone else. And right. that's that's really, really hard. So I love your suggestion of starting with the physical uh, descriptions first. Right. And th- the nice thing about that is because you can observe those in yes. me. And when I can verbalize those out loud, that makes things congruent. It validates what yes. you're sensing and seeing. Yes. And it's not me going nothing, nothing, because that was my, yeah. I don't know, nothing. Yeah. If you put the word because in there, then you're going to have a problem. You're sitting there with your arms folded because you are mad. If you're sitting there looking away from me because you are embarrassed. If you start to try to guess the because, right. if you try to put a ascribe a, a meaning or a motivation behind the behaviors, it'll bite you in the butt. Right, exactly. So only describe the physical things that you are seeing. So you're, Well, I wasn't even saying that you need to describe the things. But, 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 but you would also do that. I'm, I'm looking away because I'm embarrassed. Yes. Don't, just don't worry about the... The embar- no, and, and you might not even be able to find those right. things. You just need to be able to identify, first of all, yeah. what yeah. what your behaviors or actions or s- physical sensations in your body are. Exactly. And so if this is the situation for this couple um, and this young lady who's kind of struggling with being able to share her feelings, start with the somatic, start with the physical descriptions first. And then step two in this is... Instead of waiting until you are in a distressed emotional state and your survival brain has kicked in and your thinking brain is turned Turned off, off, the part of your brain which is able to kind of be self-reflective and identify these things that are going on inside you, pick a time when you're not triggered. Pick a time when you're not distressed. Pick a time that you are feeling 
comfortable, relaxed, happy, content, safe, and then go, okay, it's feelings time. We're going to try to describe the feelings that I'm having. And so that would be, I'm feeling comfortable. I am feeling close to you. I am feeling excited about what we're going to be doing. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Now, I'm going to completely interrupt you here before you move on okay. from that. Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. However, yep. some people, even when they're not in a triggered state, still do not have a lot of feeling words. So what should they do? <laughs> Don't be <laughs> mocking me. I'm being serious. I'm I'm speaking from experience I know here you are. because I really didn't. I knew I sad, mad, glad, happy, the language, angry. The language of emotions is like a second language. It is. You and I speak English here, sometimes not so good, but we do speak English. And if we were trying to learn Spanish or trying to speak Spanish, our, our vocabulary is very limited. Baño. Baño. Donde es baño? Yes. Where's the bathroom? The and if you are sitting with someone who has more vocabulary, more nomenclature in their in their library around emotional words, um, then it makes it very, very hard to have a conversation in right. that emotional language. And so you actually have to start increasing your your vocabulary. You have right. to you have to find a way to f identify more feelings. And that's where usually feelings charts come in. There's right. a we, thousand online. We, we have one, too, don't we? somewhere somewhere it's just easier to use the google and just look up feelings chart right. and pick the one that works best for you right and i would i would actually suggest um finding a chart looking at it and then actually yourself creating your own chart yeah. that you hand write out not yeah. handwrite, but write with in your own hand use your hand to write it down on a piece of paper <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> stop it what do you mean <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's early. I'm, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> I can tell. Um, it will, it seals it into your mind a little bit better than just looking at a chart. It's great yeah. to look at a chart to see, oh, I didn't even know that that word there yeah. was an emotion. Yeah. And I actually feel that right now. Here's, so here's why. Because most of those charts have 200 words on it and it's so overwhelming to be able to pick the one that you are feeling so i like what you're saying which is pick the take a feelings chart then pick the one word and make your start making your own chart because you'll find out you start using the same emotional words over right. and over and you don't have to have 200 words in your library right. you just have to have 10 that you are really clear on right <clears throat> I, I can remember um when i was doing some counseling i really didn't have any emotional mm -hmm. Language. feelings words yeah. at all really happy sad mad angry yeah. yeah that was about it and um my counselor said to me or are you feeling this and i was like that's a feelings word right and i had to actually stop and go she had to explain to me what it yeah. the definition of it yeah. and i was like huh yeah i guess i am feeling that yeah and i remember my my little list that i started had six words and then seven then eight and then pretty soon the whole front page was full from mm. you know five or six columns of words and then the next then i flipped yeah. it over and so i i have a much greater um vocabulary vocabulary no. I still don't always, I'm still not always able to find those words yep. when I'm in my survival brain, yep. when my rational brain has turned off. Yep. Your and, rational but I can, thinking language center brain. Yes. 
but I can always, always tell you yeah. what I'm feeling in my body. Yeah. And, and a lot of times I still just, when something happens, I'm like, oh, I got tingles in my arms. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but I know what those tingles, I could put a word to right. what those tingles what feels mean? means now. It what? If tingles the, feels means. <laughs> I mean, shut up. <laughs> tingles feels means. Yes, that's that's the idea. The other thing that this couple needs to do <clears throat> is, uh, and again, this is kind of the advice for the boyfriend. They're they're not married, according to the email here. Um, is instead of trying to get her to verbalize while she is in the survival brain, again, her frontal cortex, her neocortex has shut down, the language part of her brain is turned off and she's in her limbic system, that's the survival brain we talked right. about. That doesn't have language, that, that is only about survival and safety. So you're gonna have to learn how to um, be present, get connected and help her know that she experience safety rather than describe yes. safety or describe feelings and get her out of that survival brain and then do a, a, a debrief what just happened an hour ago rather than in the moment yes probably not going to have as much success as going okay you're you know you're safe you're thinking clearly again and it actually takes 45 minutes to an hour for yeah. all those neurochemicals to get up reabsorbed into your system and to stop kind of operating from that adrenaline and all that other stuff that is kind of triggered by your limbic system there it takes about an hour and then you can go back and go okay let's see if we can look at what just happened back then and here's a feelings chart. Here's some words that we can pick from. Do any of these, does this one or that one feel closer? Does this one or that one feel closer? Does this one or that one feel closer? Yeah. And you can start to kind of narrow it down to, okay, this is the ballpark of kind of what you were feeling. This is what you were experiencing right. an hour ago. Then you always go to the other question. This is where the three boxes come in. And be careful with this because you're always going to go to the, well, why? Why were you feeling that? Right. What did I do? What did we do? What happened? What's going on? And if you aren't both ready to go into that diagnostic state, the the cause, the box one, what what caused these feelings here, then you can actually trigger, trigger her right, right back, back into, into those being feeling overwhelmed and everything for whatever reason. Right. And so you gotta be really careful that she's ready to go into the diagnostic why questions before you're trying to kind of, even out of the goodness of your heart, help her figure, figure out, out what's going on because you don't like to see your girlfriend in that state. You don't right. want to see her distressed. And you, you know, if you're gonna avoid it the next time, that makes perfect sense. But how you help someone move through that right. is gonna be the art and the the strategy of of being a good supportive um, partner. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's really, really important. Yeah. If we want to take 30 seconds and for us to kind of throw out a theory as to why somebody struggles with this, um, usually, again, if emotions are a language that you learn how to speak, if emotions were never spoken in the family growing up, right. then you've never had access to that second language. Sure. And so oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes it's one of two ways. Either the home was so emotionally charged, so emotionally dysregulated that emotions were everywhere that someone goes, emotions are bad, emotions are dangerous, I'm gonna shut down and I don't right. wanna feel any emotions. I wanna stay away as, as far away from those as possible because they're bad and scary and, and I don't like how it makes me feel inside. 
Or the other is the exact opposite, which is every time there was emotion, um, it was met with a cognitive, rational reaction rather than a calm, supportive, uh, connective uh, attunement that, that is supposed to be there. So it's the, you know, the kid's crying and, and one of the parents goes, why are you crying? Crying doesn't solve anything. Knock it off. Suck it up. Right. And, and you get dismissed or invalidated growing up. And so you learn, oh, emotions, when I have them, I get rejected or I get criticized or I get attacked in some way. And so I better learn how to not have them. Kids are smart. Kids learn really, really, really quick. quickly yeah. what does or doesn't get them connected and make them feel safe. And so you learn these adaptive strategies very, very early on um, in your family of origin to, to keep you safe. Right. And when you now come out of your family of origin and you're on your own and you're now trying to create your own family, your own relational systems, but you're still using those old patterns, then it tends to become problematic. Right. Right. It's not it's not that you're bad. It's not that you have bad character or you're immature or anything else like that. It it just means that you're using a maladaptive strategy, a strategy that worked in one place and it doesn't work over yes. here. Right. So you've got to be able to learn how to adapt. We actually use the example of uh, clothing. So if you grew up in the Arctic and you have seal skin hat and coat and gloves and boot and pants and you're wearing them all the time, because you have to, you'll freeze to death if you don't if you don't have those on. But then you move to southern Florida, those same things now become problematic. You you're having heat stroke because right. you're getting so hot. But that doesn't mean you should throw away the sealskin clothes because if you're gonna go back and visit home, you probably you wanna be those. able to put them back on. Right. So being able to know when to use which strategy now helps you become the wisest and the most mature per- version of yourself because you can relate to a broader audience. Right. So that's what I would guess is happening here and the couple suggestions on kind of the practice here. It's feelings practice. I, yep. would, I would do this with my clients all the time. We would pick up something totally benign, just what's, what's happened in the day or, you know, talk about a movie or a TV show that they right. enjoy. Okay, what's, uh, let's talk through and see if we can get you more language around the feelings that that stirs up because there's nothing, again, no value connected. It's right. not good or bad. Right. It just is. So... That's what you can start practicing and and getting better at it. Yep. And you and I can say that you and I have practiced this. Yes, absolutely. I would not use the same technique as I did when I was dumb as a bag of hammers, (laughs) that I had no clue what I was doing when we were dating and trying to get you to emotionally share with me. It was massively codependent and highly dysfunctional on my end, not just your end, my end. Right. and I'm glad to say that as we have gotten older and smarter, that we have learned different ways to manage and articulate our feelings. Yes, we have absolutely. Grown. Yes. And everyone else out there can do that too, if you really want to learn those skills, if you want to invest the time and energy to know how to do that. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, there's actually a couple tools back to the commercial portion here on um, what we talked about is the three boxes that's one of the tools in the relationship roadmap under the connection label connection con- communication and conflict resolution are the three c's you need to have to have a healthy marriage healthy relationship in any way and the three boxes is one of the tools under the connection thing and if you're going wow that's a helpful idea that's that's 
I like hearing that. I wonder if there's other good tools, Paul and Shannon. Why, yes, yes, there is. <laughs> All you have to do is go to securemarriage.com and click on online courses at the top and select Relationship Roadmap. That's yeah. kind of the entry-level course that we have um, that gives you nine tools that will fix any problem in your marriage. Yes. I know big ballsy claim, but it's true. It's We've true. yet to find any problem that one of those tools don't solve in your marriage. And yeah. so um, I would suggest going to securemarriage.com and buying the relationship roadmap if you want to learn how to get better at communicating feelings, getting connected, better conflict resolution, and better communication. Yeah. The three C's. Yep. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, everyone. It's time to go to work. Get the day started. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Bye-bye.